It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? The Washington Wizards lose a really, really close game at home, 130-126 to the Atlanta Hawks, I'm about to say the Braves, Lord Hammers, so the Hawks. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to recap and talk about that. We got a mailbag question from an audience listener, and then we're going to chop it up at the end like we always do. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And we appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to 100 so tonight we are going to recap the Wizards' close loss to the Atlanta Hawks, losing to them 130 to 126. Uh, we're going to uh, answer a mailbag question from y'all, and we're going to chop it up with you guys at the end like we always do. So we're going to slide right into it, E. Um, the Wizards lose a close game, um, pretty much even. Now, if, uh, we won two halves or two quarters. They won two quarters. Uh, we made a drive at the end, but subsequently we came up short. So looking at uh, this game what was the biggest factor uh, with the Wizards losing this game? Was it the same old MO, rebounding, and <laughs> perimeter defense, or what was it? Uh, it? It's so many things, so many ways you could go with this. Um, I, I would say, other than the three point shooting, Kuz shooting, what, 18 threes, which is oh, insane. Lord. I think it was a record. Like, he shot more threes than what Gilbert Arena shot. I think the most threes in a game that Gilbert, Gilbert Arena shot was 15. Yeah. And uh, Kuzma shot 18. And we know Gilbert Arenas was, you know, Habachi, one of the best uh, three-point shooters that we saw in, in the history in, in the history of the NBA, one of the most clutch three-point shooters as well uh, in the history of the NBA in the regular season for sure. So, uh, but that that was just inexcusable by Kuzma. I know Kuzma put up 38 points, but still. But to yeah. me, honestly, it was the defense. The defense was awful. I'm not gonna say the Hawks played good defense either. Once again, the Wizards were up by 15 at thir- they were up by 13 at one point very early in the game. So it's not another 15 plus uh, lead that was blown, but uh, and they allowed they allowed uh, four guys to get double doubles. So rebounding, yeah. uh, we got dominated on the boards, 58 to 42 um, points in the paint. We actually won that, but we couldn't get it. We couldn't stop anybody. This was another game where we couldn't guard a parked car, couldn't guard a stop sign. Trey Young put up 40. He got to the basket pretty easily. He could, he did whatever he felt like doing. He was getting penetration. He had 13 assists. Uh, very easily. Capella ended with 17 boards, 11 points. Jalen Johnson, 24 points and 13 boards. Sadiq Bay, 11 points, 11 boards. DeJounte Murray ended up with 32 points. Now, I know the Hawks only played nine players, but still it's inexcusable yeah. to let you know four four people end up with double-doubles and then one guy hit 40, another guy hit 32. That's just inexcusable. It's just terrible defense right there. So they couldn't stop anybody. That was the one thing. They couldn't get stops. 
Uh, they couldn't stop Trey from getting into the paint. DeJounte Murray, same thing with Capella, same thing with Jalen Johnson. So uh, defense was terrible, and then the shot selection was did not help them either. Uh, putting up that many threes is inexcusable. And then looking at the, their numbers from the three-point line, 17 for 53, 32%. You know, why do you keep selling for threes over and over again? You shot 53 threes, you only made 17. You know, something's got to give. If you're not hitting yeah. threes like that, you got to start getting to the basket because Denny did a good job of that. Yeah. Last game where he had 23 and 11 boards, I thought they got away from that and they settled way too many times and settled for threes where this is a game where the, the pace was pushed for sure. They did get some fast break points, but when you're settling for threes and you can't defend at all, uh, then it's just a formula for a loss, for sure. Yeah, I agree on all points, man. Um, defense was abysmal, as usual. Yeah, I mean, it was the, it's our MO. We're just a bad defensive team. But looking at the tail of the tape, I mean, we got out-rebounded 70 to 47. I mean, they got 12 offensive rebounds, and it led to 22nd chance points. That is continues to be an issue where we allow them to extend their possessions, and even if we get a defensive stop, our inability to get a rebound, <laughs> extends possession for them, and they end up hitting the shot. I mean, it's just we have to get better at rebounding, man. You know, defense, like I said, atrocious. Uh, getting into the stat line, I'm going to go ahead and get it off my chest because I've been thinking about this for a while now. Um, two people to kind of let me down. Uh, one, Kyle Kuzma. You know, yeah, on, on paper, 38 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Got you. But it took 31 shots for him to get 38 points. He shot 15 for 31, so I guess he shot a little less than 50%, but still. I mean, I'm with you, E. 7 for 18 from 3. I mean, 18 threes, man. I mean, look, we know that Kuz can hit threes, man, but that gonna, we, this is not Ray Allen here, man. Like, 18 threes is too much. I mean, we both said it that he is too reliant and settles too much on those three-point shots, man. He's got to get other people involved. I mean, here's my thing. Yeah, you saw 13 points from Poole, you know, 14 shot attempts, but you know, Jones, 14 points, uh, Denning, 17 points. But can you imagine if they had more ball movement, how their sat lines would look? I mean, you got to get other people involved, man. I mean, we get too stagnant, and it's just it's, it slows his offense down. It just – so that really bothered me. Yeah, I, like I said, on paper, you look at it, it's like 38 points. Okay, he's rolling. But then 31 shot attempts. I mean, they've got to spread this ball around. We cannot continue to do this – three, four seconds of the shot clock and launching the ball. It, it's got to get better than this. It has to be more efficiency. I mean, and, that, and that's where I'm at with Kuz, man. Kuz can score. You know, I definitely, I'm a big fan of Kuz. He can score. He knows how to utilize his size as far as the score. But efficiency has to get better. And he has got to stop being so reliant on that three-point shot. Utilize your frame. You, he has the ability to drive. Drive more. You know, try to draw more fouls. I mean, he's just, yeah, I, it frustrates me. Uh, look at the gaff, man. Like I said, big gaff fan. and then, But I'm going to say the same thing about him, and it really comes down to this conclusion. Empty stats. Um, You look at um, gaff, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks, yes. But then, okay, what did his counterpart do? 11 points, 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds. So, I mean, again, you look at the stat line on paper, and it's like, yes, okay, Gafford, is he's putting up minutes for a guy who is running an average center in the NBA. But then if you look at his counterpart, they're eating, man. I mean, so they're empty. In my opinion, they're empty stats. And the same thing with Kuz. Yeah, he dropped 38 points. But then efficiency is always an issue. And then you, how is he getting a lot of these points? It should not take 18 three-point shots. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it, it, that's got to change, man. You know, we got to start spreading this ball around because there, there's no – I don't see many players in this league who should be taking 18 three-point attempts. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, look at, like I said, the rest of the starting five, 
Tyus did what he did, 14 points, 8 assists. His assist numbers continue to look solid. I love what I see from Tyus Jones, especially if you look, if you look at the defensive end for the starting five. Tyus Jones got a, one block. Poole got a block. Denny got a block. Gaff got four. So they're definitely active in passing lanes, but that's about the only activity you see on the defensive end, honestly. Uh, so, I mean, looking at Jordan Poole, a little underwhelming. I mean, only one for seven for three, six for 14 for the field. Six assists. So, you know, he definitely was trying to create for others uh, 13 points. But Denny, again, Denny continues to his second game in a row where he looks really, really good on the offensive end. Um, 17 points, 12 rebounds, leading all Wizards in rebounds. Two for six from three. But he, like I said, he is less hesitant to take that shot. And then we're looking at the bench real quick. Mike Muscala, again, another player who is definitely boosting their trade value. 10 points, including two for five from three, four rebounds. Um, Shannon four points but then Corey kispert that he's that shooter but then you know like we always say e when his shot's not dropping he finds other ways to get active and he was very active driving and cutting the lane 15 points so overall i feel like they fought and that's what you want to see especially we talk about culture fighting hard trying to win you see them fighting it was a good fight against a divisional opponent i, I felt like it was a winnable game but i mean again is there a, somewhat of a talent gap yeah i mean jalen johnson another guy who a lot of people were saying we should have should have been a guy we drafted. Um, I hate to be the dead horse, but um, he was rolling. I didn't know he could play like that. I mean, Jalen Johnson, man, he was playing some good basketball, 24 points. I mean, DeJounte Murray, 32, and then Trey Young, 40. So, like you said, um, if you look at their bench, their bench only produced 12 points. So, I mean, their, their starting five was the star of the show, and they did their job. They came in, and they cooked us on the perimeter. And so, again, you know, we can talk about – what needs to be fixed, but I don't think anything's really going to be fixed because the MO is we're bad defensive team and we're bad at rebounding team. And I don't see that changing. Now, looking at a lot of the, the minutes, a lot of things are going to change at the deadline. You know that. A lot of these guys are going to be gone. You're going to see a lot younger team. but And hopefully after the deadline, this this fight stays with the team. I'm going to see them fight hard. But they fought hard, but ultimately I believe that the talent gap and they were just a better team in my opinion. I mean, they're not that much better, but – they got real talent on that team, and it's and it tested our defense. So, yeah, <laughs> that's from Maddie. Yeah, um, pretty cut and dry. I mean, we're the Wizards are with the worst rebounding team in the league. I want to see. I just want to make sure. I'm looking at the stats here to make sure that they are. I don't want to give up false information, but they're. I mean, I think everybody gets the point. They're one of the worst. Yeah, total rebounding the 30th in the league and rebounding defensive rebounding the 27th, offensive rebounding the yeah. 29th. This is one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. The basically the worst. Um, but yeah, shot selection and defense is the tail of the tape in this one. Um, and then I know a lot of people are disappointed with um, you know kind of the uses that Bilal has gotten, some of it he does need to be more aggressive, but, you know, you do have a lot of veterans that are getting up a lot of shots. So it yeah. is for a rookie to come in and and uh, hunt shots. You know, we don't want to – we want him to organically get get his shots, but he does need to be more aggressive. But, you know, and West does need to call some plays for him to get him warmed up. And when he gets the rebound, just, you know, push it. Push it when he can, of course. Uh, four boards, three assists for Bilal, two points. Johnny Davis with another DMP. I just – I don't know what's going to happen with Johnny. I don't think he's going to play at all, honestly, again. I mean, yeah. he plans on maybe in a blowout or whatnot. An injury, knock on wood, happens. He has to step up and play. Even when that has happened, he still hasn't got play time. DeLon Wright has been hurt for – he's finally back. He still hasn't – Johnny didn't get play time then. Um, and But, yeah, the thing with Bilal, two points. The last couple games he just hasn't really – he had a stretch where he was, you know, he had 20 points, 10 points, 15 points here yeah. and there. Recently, he hasn't really – gotten in a rhythm or got a lot of shots 
honestly. So I, I have seen a lot of people upset about that, you know, but I think once the trade deadline happens, that's just when you're going to look at Bilal, get more playing time. So right now there's just a lot of veterans on the team that are going to be shopped and traded. We already saw a trade with the Knicks happen. So I yeah. think you, you just got to wait on Bilal, honestly, to get more minutes. He should be getting more minutes and more touches, but right now with so many veterans on the team, you're just not going to get that. And yeah, like you said, Mascala, he has played a lot better recently. He has played, he's been, he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you're going to see a completely different team after the deadline because the first dominoes are starting to fall. And then Nobi, you know, it was that first domino. You know, looking at Toronto, man, it looked like uh, Siakam's on his way out of there mm-hmm. too. So, you know, the Eastern Conference, a lot of these teams that are on the fence of whether they not they want to rebuild or start moving these pieces, they're starting to make these deals. So you, I definitely see the Wizards being very, very active going towards the deadline because, look, we're getting close. We're already in January. And the, mm-hmm. was it, the first and second week of February is they tread. Uh, trade deadline so we're getting close so uh we're gonna go ahead and move on all the washington wizards get a fair shake in the media we're gonna talk about that next but before we do the nice episode is brought to you by prize picks now what is prize picks you want probably wanted well it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america they are the easiest most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players including pros and sharks you pick more than or less than on two to six players and their stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two more players for different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Might have to take that, right? We'll play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Me Bill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can do that. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in Prospects community each week. Prospects even offers a reboot policy that you, so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. That is huge. So all you got to do is go to prospects.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And again, all you have to do is go to prospects.com slash LockedOnNBA and use promo code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you, 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 channel so um this question is from a listener and a viewer on youtube 
And uh, it is at I know ball 8776. And they asked this. Um, do you think the hate we are getting is warranted and that our players are growing up or do the media is blown it out of proportion? And it kind of if you look at a couple of examples, kind of support this question. E, um, <laughs> I know it's a video where it shows that uh, Denny made a play and he high fived everybody. But Jordan Poole, even though he turned around and gave him a high five, uh, there's always been you know rumors about them having an issue. Um, Kyle Kuzman throwing shade on the Detroit Pistons which kind of ironically is kind of the pot con, calling the kettle black in this situation considering our record. But um, so there's been a lot of teams like issues with this team considering, you know, we're a lottery team. So, I mean, what do you think about that question? E? I mean, do you think we're unfairly targeted in the media or do you think we kind of, we don't, we really don't do ourselves any kind of favors? Yeah. I don't, uh, uh, Koo should have kept that comment to himself saying, don't be that team losing <laughs> to the Pistons when we basically kind of are that team. I know we beat the Pistons, but still, you know, we have no room to talk. We are, uh, what the second worst team in the league and, and <laughs> only five wins. And, you know, we find ways to blow 15 point leads all the time. We're the worst rebounding team in the league, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So, uh, we have no room to talk. We were waving a white flag in the beginning of the season, like just sitting our starters in the third quarter. Or the start of the fourth quarter, we literally yeah. gave up almost 60 points to Joel Embiid. So uh, we have no room to talk. Any. We just gave up 40 points to Trey Young, 32 to DeJounte Murray. Last night, Kuz just shot 18-3. So, yeah, he, he has no room to really joke anybody at all. Um, now, I know he got back at his arch nemesis, Dinwiddie. I was happy about that. Um, <laughs> Dinwiddie looks, you know, I'm not going to say he looks like a homeless man, but, you know, he looks like he's 50 <laughs> years old with his beard and, his bush it looks like he hasn't got a haircut in like two, two to three years, you know. So I was happy that we beat Dinwiddie. I was very excited about that. But still, uh, yeah, Kuz, yeah, he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Um, I know he's having fun or whatever, but he's on Twitter a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, that's something you you want to leave that alone because we're really not that far off from the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we're, we're we're basically fighting with the, the Detroit Pistons for the worst record in the league so we can, you know, get another draft pick. I mean, that's that's just how – how bad we are and how excuse me, how bad the Pistons are. Now, as far as Jordan Poole, I do feel like a lot of sites and pages and especially on Twitter, like yeah. there's NBA hater central. There's a page on that. There's a, there's a Twitter uh, site or Twitter page. Um, of course, all like the big Twitter NBA pages, anytime he makes a, a mistake, they post it very quickly. They want to laugh and make it a shy at a full moment. Now, I'm not saying that Jordan Poole's innocent, but at the same time, yes, they do try to make a lot out of nothing with Jordan Poole. Same thing with the Denny thing with Jordan Poole where they said he didn't dap him up, but he clearly turned around and dapped him up. So, yeah. yes, the media definitely is hunting and fishing and looking for different ways to bash the Washington Wizards for sure. Uh, any chance they get. And Jordan Poole, he's an easy target. He was a target on the, on the Warriors, too. Uh, a lot of a lot of people look for him to make mistakes and different things like that, and and paint a picture and narrative about him for sure. So they definitely have continued to do that here for sure with the Wizards. And yeah, the Wizards were yeah the Wizards are not they're six and twenty six. The Pistons are three and twenty nine. So yeah, the Wizards are an easy target. Yeah. They're trying to you know in the whole comments with Patrick Beverly on his podcast saying they, the Wizards have no direction and saying that the Wizards are terrible and stuff like that. So that's what the national media and, and some of it is true. But to say they don't have a direction, they clearly have a direction. Their direction right now is to lose as many games as possible, get draft picks, collect assets. They're going to make a lot of moves coming up at the, at the trade deadline. But to answer the question, the hate that the Wizards are getting is it warranted. 
I don't think it's warranted. I do think Jordan Poole still has some maturing to do. I think that that is true, and he's gotten better with that. Like you see him paying attention in the huddle, the whole the whole video of him not paying attention in the huddle that was yeah. blown up. Yeah, which he was wrong in that situation too. So yes, I, I think to answer your question, I think some of it there is a, there is some maturing to do for sure, some maturing to do for sure. But I do think the Wizards are an easy target right now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're an easy target. I don't want to hear anything from Pat Beverly, man. I mean, he cried when he won a playing game, so I really don't <laughs> want to hear much from him. Um, but they don't do themselves any favor, you know, favors either. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can point out a lot of those issues are definitely uh, – or those situations are overblown. I agree with that. But they definitely don't do themselves any favors. And I look at it, this is where leadership comes in, man. You know, somebody's got to get everybody to focus. You know, stop worrying about Twitter. Stop worrying about all these other – look, they're a lottery team. Like you're a team that's trying to develop and, and trying to build a culture of winning. That's not on Twitter. Stay off Twitter. I mean, you know, play. You know, you need to be, they need to be locked in and focused and trying to get better and trying to improve instead of worrying about Twitter and all these other. And that's what that that's the really the most to me, the most frustrating part of this team is that you got certain people, and I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be a hundred about it. You have this team that's trying to be Hollywood and you won six games. Like, stay off Twitter, man. Like, you know, stop worrying about, you know, look, you need to lock in because, I mean, let's be real. A lot of his going to roll in the next four weeks. I mean, you're going to see a completely different team at the deadline because, look, this front office ain't playing. They, they, it behooves them to start rebounding and get this team competitive because, look, you're making a move in, in, in what, four or five years. Either they going to the Commonwealth or they staying in Chinatown. But either way, they need a winning product. They brought this front office in to rebuild this team and get it competitive. There's no more of this, you know, trying to play in and all this AC. No, no, they're trying to win. And, it, you know, right now it's about building the culture. All this playing around and all this, no, it, it's got to stop. And, you know, I'm looking at Coach West Huntsville Jr. And I'm say this. I don't know what goes on in the locker room. Um, but to me, he's got to he's got to reassert himself at head coach. You know, stop letting them, you know, you need to settle these guys down and say, look, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a culture here. We're trying to. We're trying to get better. Stay off all the social media and all this crazy stuff, you know, because you know that everybody's looking at you, especially with Jordan Poole. Everybody's trying to find a reason to get at this guy. And I think you know, a lot of it's unfair. You know, I, I don't like seeing that, man. He's, you know, at the end of the day, he's a young man. Yeah, he's a young guy who just got millions of dollars. Half of us be acting crazy, too. I'm just saying it's hard to tell what I'll be doing with a million dollars in my pocket. I mean, look, he's a young guy. You know, he's still trying to find out who he is as a player in the NBA. You know, he comes over from a situation where, you know, he played with perennial Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Stephen Curry is definitely a first ballot. Clay, he's definitely there, in my opinion. And Draymond, you know, guys who, you know, they're champions. You know, going to a situation where, you know, he's the guy or he's kind of the co-guy with Kyle Kuzma. So they got to lock in, man. You know, they definitely got to learn how to keep that outside noise outside and worry about what's going on in the locker room and just focus on trying to get better, man. Because, look, you got a lot of players who are fighting for the next contract. And when I say next contract, that contract is, you know, this, I mean, let's be real. There's players on this team that this may be the last time they play in the NBA. I mean, you know, Gallinari, man, ain't looking too fast these days, man. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you know, if you look at Muscala, man, you know, his age and his track record, realistically, how many more contracts is he going to get? You know what I mean? And, you know, you got Tyus who's, you know, fighting for the next place in his NBA contract as far as his career. So you got guys who are fighting. Focus on playing and fighting, man. You know, the outside noise, forget everybody, man, because everybody's going to try to come at us for the stupidest reason. Like, ain't nobody going to give a high five. Come on, man. It's like, really? That's all you got? <laughs> so that's where I'm at, E, man. Um, I want to see them focus. Don't worry about the outside noise. You know, Jordan Poole, he's a young man. Keep getting better. You know, this is what I want to see from Jordan Poole. Keep getting better. And, you know, I want to see him succeed, whether it's here in D.C. or whether it's somewhere else. But I definitely want to see them lock in, 
and just block out the outside noise. Definitely, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, they they uh, they got a long way to go with this rebuild, and uh, they got to focus. They're gonna they're still gonna lose a lot of games. So yeah. It's still gonna be an easy target for sure. Uh, so I mean, yeah, they they're gonna be they're gonna be easy target. They're gonna be easy target. I do like what JJ Reddick had to say about Bilal, give him the keys, but we'll, we'll probably talk about that later, like the New Year's resolution. Yeah. So that's one positive thing that I've seen from some media sites online. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And like I said, if they do not give anybody any kind of ammo and just focus and play their game, they'll be all right, man. You know, mm-hmm. they'll be just fine. So yeah. uh, we're gonna get Pistons, into the Pistons have rightfully so they've gotten a lot of a lot of uh negative media attention for losing 27 games in a row. And they they <laughs> they've earned that for sure. They have. But the Wizards have no no uh no room to talk any trash. No, like what <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, I, um, before we move on, man, it's funny because they were talking about Steven Silas. Who used mm-hmm. to be the head coach of the Rockets, and now he's the assistant coach for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Talk about how he's the unlocked coach in the NBA because if you remember, they had that losing streak in Houston, and then he was part of the staff. And uh, oh, man, what was that team? I'm trying to think, there's another team, or the Charlotte Bobcats at the time when they had that long losing streak. So they call him the unluckiest coach in the league. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, Detroit, we'll see. Like I said, we're not a Pistons site, so I don't care. But, I mean, they have too much talent. Not to, They, they got to figure something else. And then the same thing with us, man. You know, we have a lot of decisions to be made, especially with the trade deadline coming up. But I think we're going to be all right. You know, we're definitely going to get a lot of playing time for these young guys going forward after the deadline. So we're going to get into comments, and we're going to read some comments from you guys. But before you do, my man E is going to talk to us about Fandle tonight. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You know, for regular, regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in, in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the N. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. FL, um, what was I going to say? So the money line bet, if you do want to get that free 100, that $150 in bonus bets, uh, I would say um, Cal, the the the... Commanders play the Cowboys on Sunday, but that that game, I'm not gonna say they're gonna win, but I think it's gonna be a little bit closer than what people think. And um, but I, I let's see who the, who do the Wizards play next. You could probably make that your your shoe in bet. We put, uh, we got the Cavs. Uh, Cavs. We got yeah. the Cavs. Okay, so yeah, you can take the Cavs money line. That that would be an easy five dollar bet, and you get the hundred fifty dollars right there because it's gonna be in Cleveland. So the Cavaliers are certainly gonna win that. Oh yeah, but I mean, as far as Commanders, man, go ahead and lose that game. I need that. Yeah. I need that pick, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, they got second pick of the draft right now, currently. Yeah. So at this point, don't even worry about winning. Right. Just lose the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we go ahead and move on to comments, man. If you see any comments, go ahead and uh, pull yeah. them up, man. Um, it's only about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's not not a lot. Of, there's thirty six people in the thirty four people in the chat tonight. A lot of people relaxing. 
tonight on uh, on New Year's Day. Oh yeah! Hey, happy 2024, everybody! So yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. This yes, is the sir. first broadcast of the new year, so definitely appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. So we're gonna start it off. Edon Rose says, "Now that's the rebel- <laughs> rebound, rebuild team <laughs> culture we were looking for. <laughs> Fight hard until the end." I-, I agree with you. You know, um, you see a lot of fight, but it has to be a consistent fight. You know, it's a rebuild. I get it. We're not going to be very good, but you want to play hard, play to win. Um, you, you know, even if you're not the best team, you want to fight to the end. Um, just, I just want to see it on a consistent basis. You know, there's, t- there's teams, you know, or there's times when you see them fight hard and then the next game we, just, we get totally blown out and everybody's checked out. So I want to see it done on a consistent basis, but I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, fight hard until then. Yeah, they, they usually do that. A lot of the times they'll put the bench in and they play hard and try to come back. Now, this time the starters were in. I thought the bench kind of did a good job. Um, yeah. Corey Kispert, Mescala, that lineup, it was the long right in there too, wreaking havoc and uh, trying to play hard. Of course, you know, Trey Young still put up a lot of points. But I thought that I thought the bench lineup, they played pretty hard in the start of the fourth quarter to kind of bring someone to come back. Some somewhat of a comeback, and then Daniel Gaffer, he had a couple blocks towards the end that did lead to fast breaks where he yeah. blocked. Uh, I want to say it was Capella, one block that started a fast break. Kuzma had a wide open dunk, and then um, somebody else had a wide open layup because because Gaffer had a couple blocks towards the end. Gaffer had a put back on one of Kuzma's missed threes, a put back dunk towards the end. So it was just it was too little, too late, way too late. The score is not 100% indicative of how the game went, you know, because they were down 187 at one point and they came back. But uh, yeah, the Hawks they kind of they kind of dominated the game except for really like the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there was fight, but it's always at the like the worst time. Mm-hmm. Like he was fighting back, you know they they know how to, they know how to fight from deficits, man. But yeah, I'm, my thing is this: you should never be in that position, man. You know, right. come out the gate hot and try to maintain. But you know, I definitely agree. Um, the sign says Kuzma taking twenty threes doesn't sit well with me also what's going on with gafford he looked so uninterested minus a couple of blocks and that's why i said that you know I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of both guys man i think both guys have been really good pieces on this team man but my thing is this a lot of their stats are empty stats because yeah on the score sheet looking at it, it's like okay he had a good night but i mean if you look at coos yeah he can score but it takes a lot of shots to do it man and he he settles for jumpers especially three-point jumpers way too much you know at, at his size I feel like he can drive more. I think he could definitely put the ball on the floor and create more. He's got to use the guys around him. I mean, Denny, I mean, if you, if you look at Denny and Tyus, especially those two, and, and obviously Jordan Poole, you know, if Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma can kind of lessen the temps and re- really rely on Tyus and Denny on the, scar- the starting five, then you can see them kind of eat more. But 18 threes, man, that's way too much, E. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, a lot of a lot of threes to take in one game, and Kuz is getting a lot of shots. Thirty-eight points is, you know, it looks good on the stat sheet, but it's just the volume that he's taking them. You know, 18, 18 threes is just, just a ridiculous amount. He made one three off the backboard. I saw that towards the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's just if Kuz take, it, takes eighteen threes, most most ten times or nine times out of ten, we're probably gonna lose. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean that's just real talk. Real talk, man. Um, DMV for life says DG doesn't want to be here anymore. He's been really bad the last couple of games. Um, I'll, I'll say this, man. Um, and I, I've had the pleasure to actually talk to Gav, man, and I interview over at um practice facility, man. And I, I'll say this, man. Um, he, he likes being in DC. I mean, he's definitely. But it, the thing is, they a lot of these vets know what what it is. The trade deadline's coming up, and they know that. The state of this team is they're in a rebuild. 
So a lot of them are kind of, you know, in a certain degree, looking back and kind of seeing where at because, you know, the Knicks has shown interest. And I could definitely see him fitting with the Knicks, uh, replacing Mitchell Robinson because Mitchell Robinson's out for the year. Um, so he's got value. You know, there's teams looking at him. You, so you best believe, you know, I say it and I say it again, man. Everybody on this team outside of Bilal Koulibaly is a tradable asset. Now, obviously, some are a lot more learned than others. Like, you know, if you look at Kuz, you know, he's the best chance to get a first-round pick. But is he necessarily – have to be on the move this offseason or this trade line? No, not necessarily. I see him more of a fit as an offseason move. Um, Gaff, you know, he he has a good contract, and I feel like he can be that backup point or backup center of the future for this team. I mean, but is he starting material? Ah, again, I see a lot of empty stats. You know, he he's got to, you know, I see him bulking up, but still, I mean, he's limited, especially offensively. He's very limited, even defensively. He struggles against stronger centers. You know, a lot of his. Um, blocks come off of help defense. So, again, you know, I like I like DG, man, but, you know, if they find the right deal, you know, I say go for it. I mean, why not? Because right now you're trying to find all the assets you can and get as much draft capital as you can. So, mm. Yeah, he uh, the the game that they won against the Nets, I thought he got into his own head. He got a technical foul, yeah. made a – didn't really uh, – unnecessary foul on Nicholas Clax, and he got a technical foul, and Muscala just played better. He was the the better fit in the game. He was just yeah. better mat. He just presented the better matchup. So West went with the hot hand of Mascala. This game uh, against Capella, Capella kind of got the better of him at the time. Seventeen boards, you know, yeah. just have seventeen rebounds. Not all on Gafford. It's not all Gafford's fault, but nah. all of the centers we play against, they ended up with double doubles easily. And you know, every game we see Gafford, the, the other big is getting double doubles. But yeah, he's had some really he had some really good games. He's just got to be consistent. He had a stretch where he was playing really, really well. Now he's kind of had some kind of a slump the last two games. So we'll see if we can break out of it against the Cavs. We'll talk about a preview tomorrow going up against Jared Allen. You know, so that's that should be a, a really intriguing matchup there. Maybe he can have, you know, he can that, that's a game where he can definitely lock in and be like, hey, I'm not gonna let Jared Allen have 20 rebounds against me. That should be a goal for him against the Cavaliers for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I like Gaff. I think he's a really, really, really good backup big, but right now he's the only big that we really have, so he has yeah. support. So um our guards don't do him any favors, but you know, he he just you know he struggles against bigger bigs that are just stronger than him and just you know, like it, I mean, it, we talked about it so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to town. Mark Williams had 20 points, 20 boards. So yeah, I, I tip my cap to Gaff a little bit that you know he's trying, but there's nights where it's just like, yeah, the the other the other big men are just dominating us, and there's nothing that that Gaffer can do about it sometimes. So, but I like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of him, of Gafford. I love his game. I really do. I, I think he plays hard. Yeah, it's my guy, man. Like I said, yeah. I've adopted Gaff, man. That's my guy. So, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him, man. It's just you know, we we got to be 100. You know what I mean? I yeah. definitely think he could be a good part of this team. It's just starting wise, man. He could dominate second unit. I mean, if you look at backup bigs, he's probably if not the best one of the best out there as far as being mm-hmm. a you know running with second team. So if we can have him second team, I think it's an asset. But yeah, I mean, I that's it is what it is. Um, we're gonna do one more comment and call it a night. Um, a lot of good comments tonight. Let's see. Um, the unknown ism. Oh, um, says Wes Unsell Jr. has got to go. Man, it's got, <laughs> like we were talking about Sam Howell before the show. I I, I wanna Kind of, I'm trying to keep the faith, man. I, you know, I do want to see West Unsell Jr. succeed in DC, but here's the, here's keeping in the hundred. You know, he was brought in to be a defensive minded coach. 
And the defense has not been that good. It's gotten worse than it was under Scott Brooks. And I'm finding I'm running out of reasons to see where you know you know what I mean. Like you know the lack of adjustments. Now I mean there's times where he does all right, but I kind of like Gaff and being a backup at this point. He and this is my humble opinion, but he's better served as an assistant coach. I just don't see anything. I mean the defense has not improved, and I know that you know it's not all on him. You know, it has a lot to do with, you know, going over from the Tommy Shepard era, which was abysmal and heartbreaking, um, but in getting to a, a competent front office. But we haven't – have we always had the roster to support the system? I'm going to say no, but the, the the lack of adjustments after the half is definitely on him. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, at this point, where, where are you at with Wes? Oh, Wes, yeah, we've already – I've already made – my decision on West, yeah, he's just not the guy. I mean, like you said, he's a really good assistant coach. I think yeah. he's a good, like, if he was the assistant coach on the uh, Nuggets like he was, I think that's the best role for him, being under Mike Malone. Just right here, just the whole, you know, being a leader of men, just controlling personalities. You know, we saw that with the first season. Giving up 15-plus leads, the Pistons, the the Clippers loss. He set a, bunch of, set a bunch of records where we got blown out of home by the Nets. I mean, he's been on the wrong side of history multiple, multiple, multiple times. And uh, defensively, you know, he just hasn't lived up to the hype that he came in with. So there's so many things you can say about West, the rotations, developing the young players. I mean, some, 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 you've seen a few players get better under him, but not yeah. many, honestly. Just, and that's some of that's on the organization too. This year, the roster's just not good enough, but he's, he, you can definitely see some times where it's just like he's not, not getting the best out of the roster at all. So, um, but West, yeah, I, I, I think next year, since he got the extension, that will be his last year. But Wes, yeah, he, he's just not the guy here. He's just not the guy. Nah, nah. And I'm with you, man. I think that I would not mind him being part of the organization, mm-hmm. you know, especially with, you know, the name involved with the team. But it, I think it's at the end of the year, man, it's time to start looking for another coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, even with the um, them picking up the fifth or fourth year, I don't think there's a guarantee. I think there's a name out there that has some experience, playoff experience, championship experience. It behooves his organization, especially going forward. To go get a coach, man, because again, he's just he's best fit as an assistant coach. And like I said, I like Wes, but we have not gotten better defensively. So um, mm-hmm. we're gonna go ahead and roll there, man. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys. New year, two thousand twenty-four. So we definitely look forward to chopping up with you guys this year, man. Uh, so we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in tonight on a holiday, man. So uh, wherever you get your podcast, five star review is much appreciated on YouTube side. Like, subscribe, definitely comment below. Let us know what you guys think about what we talked about tonight. So again. Appreciate you guys. Hope everybody has a blessed night. Uh, get ready for the work week because we're getting back into <laughs> the regular schedule this week. So definitely, definitely. But definitely appreciate you guys, man. So hail to the Wizards and peace. See you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 